The Select Committee on the Future of College Sports in Texas will come to order. We have been given the charge by our Lieutenant Governor to study the athletic and economic impact to Texas schools and communities by the University of Texas leaving the Big 12. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Under the best of circumstances, uh, the transitions of institutions from one conference to another are messy and heartbreaking. They always are and they always will be. I acknowledge that institutions have every right to envision their future and to act upon those visions. Regrettably and inappropriately, these two universities chose to ignore their prior commitments and instead moved ahead to deceive and undermine the institutions to which they play their, pledge their loyalty. There are some things, Senator, that, that are in our control. For example, uh, commitment from TV partners. Those are things that, that have to play out. Um, the vibrancy of, of the Big 12, the economics of the Big 12 um, rely on factors beyond just the eight wanting to, wanting to stay. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on this Tuesday. Some of the uh, goings on yesterday in Austin, the Senate Select Committee on the Future of Sports, College Sports in the state of Texas. Really interesting. We'll let you hear some uh, some audio from there. Linda Livingstone, Mac Rhodes, Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, all coming up in the hour. Welcome in. We're glad you're with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in studio. And uh, Aaron, I did not tap into that yesterday, uh, but I uh, went and found the, uh, uh, I guess it was a stream, I guess an archive stream of the uh, Senate hearing from yesterday. And started watching that this morning and started cutting that up. And I was like mesmerized. I was I was watching it basically all morning in my office, watching that Senate committee hearing from yesterday. Yeah, I, I uh, read it, a, a really good article about it and, uh, you know, read some of the quotes and they were pretty good. Yeah. I, but my favorite one and, and I, I wrote it down and I can't find where I put it on my piece of paper, <laughs> but uh, 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 one of the... Uh, uh, oh, what is her name? I wrote it down. Anyway, talking to the, uh, uh, I guess the uh, t- uh, Texas president right. said, I guess, uh-huh. I guess your fans would rather get beat by oh, yeah. Alabama than the TCU, TCU. <laughs> since yeah. they're three and seven against them. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a jab. I, I that's was, that's a shot across the bow yeah. for sure. <laughs> and there were uh, there were several of those. For the most part, it was very. Uh, cordial among everyone that was there. They brought in an SMU economist, and he made a, and Commissioner Bowlesby even flat out said, uh, thinly veiled uh, attempt to push SMU into the Big 12 conference. Uh, I was talking with a friend of mine, and uh, they said he was kind of like the guy that that tries to sneak into a big party and just hangs out, you know, by the keg and, (laughs) you know, has a couple of free beers until somebody's like, 
what are you doing what are here? You doing here? Is, you're not supposed to be here. Let me <laughs> That's leave. right. Yeah, he was uh, apparently invited as a a, a uh, respected economist, but then when he got in there, he kind of showed his colors. So it, it was interesting. We'll let you hear some audio from that coming up today and a uh, new development to add to that as of today. Uh, let me give you that. Uh, ESPN's reporting first from The Athletic that Bob Bowlesby and George Klyovkov, who is the new commissioner, Klyovkov, the new commissioner of the Pac-12, uh, are reportedly meeting today to discuss the viability of a strategic partnership between the conferences. So what does that mean, strategic partnership? Is that a merger? Is it a scheduling alliance? What does that mean? Uh, the meeting, which was first reported by The Athletic, does not signify an expectation for an official partnership to materialize, only that both commissioners are vetting options for how to move forward in the wake of Texas and Oklahoma's decisions to leave the Big 12 for the SEC. In an appearance before the Texas Senate on Tuesday, Bowlesby raised the possibility of the Big 12 partnering or merging with another conference. And at Pac-12 Media Days last week, Klyovkov told ESPN he wouldn't rule out a scheduling alliance with another conference or expansion. So it could be no more than uh, a scheduling alliance, but a uh, strategic partnership is the term that's being used as uh, Bob Bowlesby of the Big 12 and George Klyovkov of the Pac-12 uh, reportedly are meeting today. Here is Bob Bowlesby uh, from yesterday in Austin, the Big 12 commissioner. Uh, one of the questions asked of uh, Commissioner Bowlesby was uh, what exactly is or would be the economic impact with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12? We estimate that the OU and Texas participation in our television rights agreement uh, is something approaching 50% of the value. So uh, we, last year, in a, in a COVID year, we distributed about $35 million uh, in distributable revenue. Of that, uh, $28 million was uh, television revenue. The rest was NCAA revenue, um, bowl game revenue, uh, CFP revenue. So um, about $28 million of it. And so you could, you could roughly look at uh, uh, at least $14 million per school. Um, in a new day with, uh, without similar replacements to the two that are leaving. So that's uh, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference. Uh, from yesterday, the uh, Senate Select Committee on the Future of College Sports in Texas. Mac Rhodes was there. Mac did very well. President Livingstone was there. She did very well. Uh, the uh, presidents uh, or chancellors of uh, Baylor, TCU, and Texas Tech were all there. The athletic directors uh, from, from Baylor, from TCU, um, think the tech uh, AD was there as well. They invited um, uh, the president and the athletic director from the University of Texas to be there. And uh, Chris Del Conte uh, couldn't make it work in his schedule. The AD at Texas couldn't, couldn't make it work, even though the meetings were there in Austin, to be there at these meetings yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's strange, you know, yeah. but he's a busy man. So, yeah, he's a know. busy man. And who's got time for the legislature when they ask <laughs> you to come up here, you know? Exactly. He's looking at roadmaps to Starkville, Mississippi, so he didn't have time. He didn't have time to be there for that. 
So, uh, some some really interesting things, and and I think you'll enjoy hearing uh, some of the points that were made yesterday over the course of the day. Um, here's one more, Aaron. If you can find this, uh, Macroads. How is that labeled? Uh, one of the Macroads bites. How's it labeled? Just talking about the uh, their options. Yeah, that's coming it. Up. Yeah. That uh, so Mac asked uh, flat out by one of the uh, senators uh, that was there, "What are the options? What have you? Uh, what do you see out there?" Here's Baylor's AD Mac Rhodes on that. Has Baylor started looking at conference alignment options? You heard uh, your the previous the Big Twelve commissioner said, you know, I mean, I asked him, "Is are we basically down to three choices?" Where uh, you know, you, you either go it alone or stick together or try to rebuild the Big 12. Have, have you all started looking at options? Uh, we, we have not. Our fans have. Um, so of our donors and, and maybe even some members of, of our, our board of regents. <laughs> um, obviously, um, you know, our first responsibility is to think about Baylor and, and the health of Baylor as we, as we move forward. Um, we've had no formal com conversations with, with any other conference. We've got great respect for Commissioner Bowlesby um, and, and what he's done for this conference. Uh, I do believe there's a general sense uh, of the eight of us to, uh, to remain together, to stick together. I do know this, um, that uh, the other two schools, institutions in this room, uh, TCU and Texas Tech, are very, very important to, to, to Baylor. And uh, we, we need to make sure that uh, for this state of Texas, that uh, this is not a demotion for those for those uh, for those three schools, um, because that's that's what it feels like right now. Unlike previous conference realignment. Interesting comments from Mac Rhodes yesterday, uh, and again, first option would be to keep the Big 12 together, to keep the Big 12 viable, to add schools, to get the numbers back up for the Big 12. And Commissioner Bowlesby said the same thing yesterday. But we'll have more from Mac. We'll have more from Linda Livingstone coming up in just a bit. Glad you're with us off and running on this Tuesday afternoon. Do appreciate you being with us. We'll give uh, an Olympics update. The pole vault has concluded in uh, Tokyo. How'd our man Casey Lightfoot do? tell you about that when we come back plenty more to come john morris aaron sexton in the alan samuel studios we'll take a break and be right back john morris show brought to you in part by dmra fine jewelers they're at 4541 west waco drive where waco gets engaged This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies and hazy conditions tonight with low temperatures falling to 70 degrees. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be another hazy day with a 20% chance of a shower, a high of 92. And on Thursday, partly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few isolated storms and a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. CD Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown and a touchdown name. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers live from Canton, Ohio on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Steelers Thursday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. 
Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Since its inception, Pickup Outfitters has remained politically neutral. We love trucks of every persuasion, not just red and blue ones. But people keep asking us where we stand, and for this one time, we're going to break our neutrality. We oppose any government intervention or legislation to end truck nudity. We believe in the American right to drive nude vehicles. We think it's disgusting, we fight it every place we can, and we want to end it, but we want to end it the right way, peaceably. Therefore, we call on Congress and President Biden to respect the rights of truck owners. Our founding fathers didn't own a truck, but if they did, I bet they would have put a bed cover and running boards on their truck. The right to keep and bear your truck the way you want is fundamental to the fabric of this nation, and we believe in that right. So we urge you to come and take it at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in studio, brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. Hey, a check on the Olympics. Uh, it was early this morning. Maybe you got up at 520 to watch it uh, today. Uh, I did not, uh, but I've watched the replay. The uh, men's pole vault was concluded this morning, uh, this morning our time. Uh, the champ, the gold medal winner, uh, um, uh, Duplantis, uh, Mondo Duplantis, competed at LSU. He is representing Sweden. Second place went to Chris Nielsen, uh, an American, so he gets the silver. Uh, Tiago Braz uh, from Brazil wins the bronze. And uh, fourth place, a tie for fourth place, Casey Lightfoot uh, out of Baylor. Uh, he, he cleared 5.80 meters, uh, tied with a Greece pole vaulter at 5.80, um, attempted the next height and uh, didn't miss at, uh, all the way up to 5.80. The next height was 5.87, which is right at 
19 feet and uh, was unable to clear at 5.87. So finishes in a tie for fourth. And uh, how about that for a guy that's – how old's KC? 20, 20, 21 years old, I think. To finish uh, fourth in the Olympics is not bad at all. And you get that experience behind you. But, you know, I mean, obviously you're never not going to be nervous. But I, I, I think you – I don't think you're as nervous the second time. Yeah. You you know, so I, oh, I like sure. his chances. Having gone in, through it. Right. I was about to say four years. But I like his chances in two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, DePlantis uh, – DePlantis is a young guy also. I didn't realize this. Jerry Hill was telling me that uh, Mondo DePlantis is just a year older than KC – so it's not like this is an older guy, you know, it's on the tail end of his career. And, and now Casey, you know, is the new group of pole vaulters coming up. DePlantis uh, is just one year older. So he's going to be competing with him for several years and several Olympics to come. Yeah, it should be quite the rivalry. And here's another thing I didn't realize. Jerry Hill told me this, uh, looking back at the, I think it was the NCAA Outdoor Championships two years ago in Austin, uh, Chris Nielsen, who just won silver for the United States, he he won the NCAA Outdoor Championships. Uh, Mondo DePlantis finished second, and Casey Lightfoot finished <laughs> fourth in the NCAA Championships two years ago. Wow. Now, little different order, but those three guys are three of the top four, uh, or I guess three of the top five in the world in the Olympics. So uh, pretty cool how their journeys have uh, coincided and they've done so well at the NCAA level and and uh, now at the Olympic level. So Casey Lightfoot uh, out of uh, Missouri, uh, Baylor uh, product, uh, finishes fourth, tied for fourth in the pole vault at the Olympics. All right, uh, what else? Uh, talked to Michael Ford today. Michael was on with us yesterday, and I apologize to him for having him on and bothering him when he's uh, off the interstate trying to find his way <laughs> around <laughs> traffic on the interstate. He said, oh, it's no big deal. said, do it all the time. So I uh, appreciate Michael, but uh, I asked him about Will London. I forgot to ask on the air yesterday, but Will is over there as part of the 4x400-meter relay pool of runners, quarter-milers, and he didn't know yet. That, that hasn't started yet. Yet, um, the 4x4 relay and uh, still hopeful that Will gets to run at least one of the legs you know you, even if you don't run in the final if you run one of the legs of a 4x4 and your team the United States wins a gold medal he's going to come home with a gold medal so hopefully that still happens for Waco High and Baylor product Will London yeah I thought that was the way it worked yeah. and uh, uh Oh, I forgot my question. Yeah. Reggie uh, Weatherspoon was in that same uh, situation a few years ago. Reggie ran at Baylor. He went over there as part of the pool, and he ran maybe the first – you know, first prelim, you know, but he ran in one of the prelims. And if you're on the team as in one of the prelims, if you run one of them, you're going to get a gold medal as the team does. And the Americans, I believe, are the favorites, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. In the four by four, I think so. Uh, I think you can kind of pencil them in as the favorites pretty much every year. Um, so we'll watch for that and continue to watch Will London as, uh, as he continues in the Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, I think, 
think I mentioned this uh, yesterday, but Epe Udo and his Nigerian Olympic team, they bowed out. They lost three games, uh, but played close, played well, just didn't win enough to advance into the medal round. So Epe Udo, his time in Tokyo as a member of the Nigerian national team has come to an end. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let you hear a little bit more from uh, from Austin yesterday. Baylor President Linda Livingstone, Baylor AD Mac Rhodes were there. Uh, I know Mac is back in Waco. I haven't seen him to talk to him in weeks, but uh, so I'm jogging uh, outside my window. I saw Mac on his regular noontime jog today, so I know he's back. We'll let you hear from them and have more when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by... Pioneer Steel and Pipe. That's the Pioneer Boys. Pioneer Steel and Pipe serving Central Texas since 1943. They've had the same ownership, the same family-operated business covering four generations, which is very rare in today's business environment. At Pioneer Steel and Pipe, their reputation has been built one customer at a time. Their objective is to make sure their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. They are Central Texas' largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building building components distributor. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron, sea purlin, and structural pipe. They also uh, carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches. They also stock American-made grade 60 rebar, basically your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. And remember, they deliver and unload. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe, locations in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane and in Bryan. Open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5, Saturday 8 to noon, and 24-7 on the web at pioneerboys.com. Recently on Game Time. Maybe we need to see what's out there as a veteran quarterback. So, Brent Hundley, you got a workout plan for this week. you got another plan for next week. So, there's really, unless you're going to get Colin Kaepernick or something, I mean, you're not, there's nobody out there. So, they're going to stick with the three guys they have, and all three of those guys are terrible, but that's what it is. <laughs> and uh, they're going to stick, that's what it is right now. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit heritagecreamery.com for more information. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84, and at Alliance Bank 
ColdbankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Simone Biles closed out her 2020 Olympic Games with a bronze medal on the balance beam as she returned to competition after sitting out. Kevin Durant powered the Americans again Tuesday as they overcame a 10-point deficit to beat Spain 95-81 and advanced to the semifinals of the Olympic men's basketball tournament where they'll play Australia on Thursday. The Big 12 Conference should see a value and television deal cut in half once Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bosley said yesterday at a hearing of Texas lawmakers. Astros start a series in L.A. with the Dodgers tonight, first pitch at 9-10. Don't look now, but the Texas Rangers on the three-game winning streak and will go for four tonight with the Angels, 7-0-5, first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. J-Mo Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton inside the Allen Samuel Studios here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll let you uh, listen in a little more from the uh, Senate Select Committee on the future of college sports in Texas yesterday in Austin. Uh, among those uh, being grilled down there, you've heard from Bob Bowlesby already. Also, Baylor uh, President Linda Livingstone and Baylor's uh, Vice President and Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes. Let you hear uh, a portion, or actually their opening statements, from President Livingstone, then Mac Rhodes yesterday in Austin. I'm certainly here as president of Baylor, but I'm also here as a former student athlete. My entire life has been within this conference. Uh, as a small child, I played basketball on the courts at University of Oklahoma and OSU because my dad coached there. And then my husband and I played basketball at OSU when it was part of the Big 8 Conference. And I was at Baylor uh, when it, uh, the Big 12 Conference was formed. And so this is very personal to me, in addition to being very important to us as a university at Baylor and certainly important for the state of Texas. Baylor was founded in 1845, so we have been a part of Texas since before Texas was a state. Uh, our motto at Baylor is Pro Ecclesia, Pro Texana. Uh, so our mission at the university is deeply embedded in serving the church and serving the state of Texas and certainly beyond that. And uh, as I was walking through the halls and seeing the pictures of everyone on the walls, I was reminded of some of our wonderful Baylor Bears that came before us, Governor Ann Richards, Governor Mark White. We certainly have alums that are on this panel and other places in government. So we feel deeply connected uh, to the well-being uh, of the state and want to be a continued part of that as we go forward. Uh, Mac Rhodes is our Vice President and Director of Athletics. He joins me today. We recognize this is a huge time of upheaval in college athletics, but it's also upheaval in university life generally. Athletics and our universities beyond that are intertwined and have a big impact well beyond the athletic impact. Um, and we certainly are here in part because of the decision that University of Texas and University of Oklahoma made recently, uh, but we're not here to disparage the University of Texas. We wish them well in the SEC, and, and we also look forward to them fulfilling their commitment to the conference and their obligations to the conference through 2025. 
My focus is on how we move forward and how we look ahead to ensure uh, strength for the state of Texas in athletics and academics, uh, the Big 12 Conference, and certainly our universities that are represented here as well as across the conference. So I have three points that I would like to make in that regard. First, academics and athletics is inextricably uh, intertwined within our institutions. There are 65 Power Five institutions, if you include Notre Dame in that, along with the Power Five institutions. All but three of those are classified as Research One institutions, so the very highest research classification in the country. Baylor happens to be a Research Two institution. We're one of those three. But we have been on a trajectory, a very aggressive trajectory for the last four years to reach Research One status. We do anticipate because of the efforts we've put in that we will reach that status by 2024. We also, as you well know, have five Power Five institutions in this state. And we believe that it's really critically important. The, the more we invest in the quality of our institutions, whether that's academically for R1 AAU status or to ensure the quality of the athletic programs to have as many power five schools as we can, the better we are as a state in terms of competing nationally, whether that's athletically or academically. I know at Baylor, our academic aspirations have allowed us to recruit many exceptional faculty from across the country, from other significant elite institutions because we are seeking to be at that R1 level academically. And then we know from our students, as they come to Baylor, they come to us because we have a unique combination of four qualities at Baylor. We, it's our Christian mission, it's our academic excellence, it's our mid-size as a university, and it's because we compete in big-time athletics. And that is that unique combination of those four that position us the way we are to have actually brought in, in the last three years, our largest and most academic qualified classes ever in the history of the university. Second, Power Five institutions have a huge economic impact in our regions, in our communities, and certainly more broadly in the state. Uh, you've got a copy of the Perriman Report, and you see some big numbers there that it could have an impact of almost $600 million, over half a billion dollars, in the three regions of the three universities that are here today, and close to 8,000 jobs. But those are big numbers, and I know uh, Professor Weinstein said that doesn't really impact much in the state more broadly. But if you break down those numbers, those numbers are people. Those numbers are small businesses, they're family businesses in Waco, in Lubbock, uh, in Fort Worth that could lose their livelihood because they no longer have Power Five athletics coming to their community. Many of these businesses rely on, on those types of activities in our communities to carry them through the year financially and successfully. So the prosperity of many Texans is at stake as we think about this. And then third, as institutions of higher education, we uphold the public trust uh, to serve our communities, to serve our state. Uh, the last time a Baylor president was here in front of a group uh, in Austin, it was because we had lost our focus on our mission of educating men and women for worldwide leadership and service. We really put winning football games and the prestige and the financial impact that brings above our core mission as an educational institution. We absolutely intend to compete at the highest levels in intercollegiate athletics at Baylor. But we learned from that that we have to do that with integrity. We have to do that working collegially with our colleagues. We have to do that in a way that is open and transparent. So we look forward to working with our colleagues in the Big 12, uh, the other universities in Texas, uh, to move forward in a way that helps retain the number or more Power Five uh, institutions in this state. 
uh, so that we can continue the prosperity and the impact it has both economically and in reputation across the state of Texas. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to ask, I know there are questions starting to pop up, but I'm going to ask that our athletic director give his presentation and then we'll open it for questions. Go ahead. Thank you, Madam Chair. And note to self, never, never, ever follow your president. So, um, but Madam Chair and members of the committee, um, my name is Mac Rhodes. I am the Vice President and Director of Athletics at Baylor University. Thank you for the, uh, for the opportunity to come speak with you today. It's, it's an important topic. And uh, personally, I love the fact that, uh, that I can be here and speak on behalf of the people that I so deeply care about and that is the Baylor family. I am here representing, first and foremost, our student athletes, our coaches, our staff, our university, our alumni, and the wonderful people of Waco and the Central Texas communities. I'm intentional when I use the term Baylor family. We truly are a family. From our incoming freshmen to our oldest alums, from the classroom to the boardroom, from our faculty, our administration, to the president, we are family. I've been at many institutions, and unlike any other place I've been before, the people at Baylor really care about Baylor. The spirit of our values speaks so highly of our, of our people, of our culture, and of our vibrant Christian uh, mission. Our Baylor family extends well beyond the borders of our campus. As I mentioned, the wonderful people of Waco and Central Texas both serve and support Baylor University, and we in turn support and serve them as well. We have a big family, and this impacts us all. And Dr. Livingstone and the Perryman Report certainly speaks to that. Mistakenly, maybe mistakenly, I thought the Big 12 was a family as well. We competed fiercely against one another, but when it came to the national stage, we supported our brethren. Since I started at Baylor in 2016, I've rooted for Oklahoma in the CFP. I've rooted for Texas Tech in Kansas in the Final Four. And guess what? If UT would have participated in any of those contests, I would have rooted for them as well. I'm proud of our men's basketball national championship this year, only the second ever in the state of Texas. Last one, 1966, three women's basketball national championships. And by the way, if the CFP is expanded and if that would have started in its inception, both TCU and Baylor would have competed in that twice. Madam Chair, committee members, the three of us, Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor, deserve a seat at the Power Five table. I come here with two modest requests. I am not in politics. I have no idea if there's a political solution to this. But I do know, as political leaders, you can be part of this solution. We need you to be part of this solution. This is not a bipartisan issue. This is a people issue. My two requests are one that you fully, fully understand the ramifications 
of this decision by those two institutions. The economic ramifications are real. The upside economic ramifications certainly will be felt in Austin, as it will outside of our state, in communities like Baton Rouge, and as far as Columbia, South Carolina. My second request is that you do everything you can. You use your time, efforts, resources to help preserve the Big 12. Texas, this great state of Texas is better when, it's, when there is a big, uh, a power five conference within it. The state of Texas is better when there are five power five members, the most in the United States. It will not be better if there is only two. The state of Texas is better when there's a meaningful Big 12 championship played in Arlington, Texas. The state of Texas is better when our football high school recruits the best in the state because we have the best high school coaches in the country when they stay here to compete in the state of Texas rather than leave, leave elsewhere. I'm truly humbled by the opportunity to be here. Our uh, industry and, and, uh, and our campus, we know and understand we have not been perfect. Some may even say that we're part of the problem. But here's what I know. Our student athletes and our community does not deserve this. They play no role in this, and yet they will feel the impact most. Many of my colleagues around the country, and I've spoken to quite a few in the last two weeks, believe that the University of Texas created this situation because they think so highly of themselves. My humble opinion, I completely disagree. I think it's because they felt too little of themselves. The high-profile success of a neighboring conference has created in them an unwarranted insecurity that has masticized. And unfortunately, so many of us bear the fallout. For two centuries, the ethos of this great state has been its strength and its independence. And that is the spirit in which we need to move forward and resolve this issue. Because if we don't, we lose a lot more than just football. Thank you. All right, that again from the uh, Senate hearing, uh, select committee hearing on the future of college sports in the state of Texas yesterday. Heard Baylor President Linda Livingstone, Baylor AD Mac Rhodes, and uh, again, very well spoken by both of them. Should be no surprise there, but they certainly made their points with the uh, select committee yesterday. Uh, also, uh, over the course of the hearing yesterday, and uh, if anybody's interested, we'll send you a link to it. You can watch. It was like six and a half or seven hours yesterday the total thing um but over the course of that the uh the pyramid report kept being brought up that's ray pyramid uh who's away cohen and uh david k helped me find the pyramid report that they were uh citing referring to and part of this the numbers are staggering um as they look at uh two scenarios well let me just read this the university of texas university of oklahoma recently announced 
They would soon be leaving the Big 12 to join the Southeastern Conference. Without Texas and OU, the rest of the conference is undoubtedly facing smaller television deals, lower attendance, and other negative consequences. The result would be reductions in athletic revenue, tourism, and economic benefits for affected communities. Here's where the Perriman Group comes in. They look at two representative scenarios. In scenario one, the Big 12 Conference remains largely intact with the remaining eight schools and potentially expands with television revenues and attendance patterns similar to those of the American Athletic Conference. And scenario two assumes the Big 12 Conference is not maintained. Individual schools must seek opportunities elsewhere. So scenario one, the league stays together, hopefully expands. Scenario two, everybody splinters off. For the communities across the Big 12 Conference, the realignment could be expected to cause, in Scenario 1, uh, Perriman says, losses of $938.9 million in annual gross product and 12,623 jobs under Scenario 1. How about that? I mean, the, the money is staggering, but that many jobs lost. Uh, I, I, I know this is a smart man, and he's got a formula to figure that out, but that's, uh, that's unbelievable, 12,623 jobs lost. Well, and, and, and I'm not saying he's correct, but assuming he's correct yeah. on the revenue yeah. uh, difference, uh, um, the American Conference, I believe, gets about $7 million per school through all their TV rights deals, whereas the Big 12 with Oklahoma and Texas gets about 36. So yeah. we're talking about yeah. a thirty million dollar per school difference yeah. per year. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that 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 per it year. Do, it doesn't take long for that to get close to a billion, like the guy, right. like the number he quoted. Well, and in scenario two, if the Big Twelve uh, breaks apart, uh, the loss is estimated to be one point three billion in annual gross product and eighteen thousand and sixty three jobs for scenario two. So over a billion, one point three billion lost revenue per year in annual gross product, according to the Pyramid Report. So uh, obviously, uh, mind-boggling numbers, uh, eye-popping numbers, kind of hard to comprehend. One of the other questions asked of President Livingstone yesterday was, you know, a lot of this focus is on athletics. How might a, this loss of these schools and a reduction in stature of the Big 12, how might that affect the remainder, the non-athletic part of Baylor University? So I, I sort of alluded to this a little bit in my remarks. So uh, with regard to student recruitment, it's a huge, it's a huge driver of interest in our Baylor uh, community. As I said, there's four drivers, and they, they work together. They're not independent of one another. Our Christian mission, our uh, excellent academics, our midsize, and then our big-time athletics. And those four together make us a very unique university in the country. And so this fall, uh, almost 50% of our students are going to be from out of state, and the largest populations from out of state are coming from California and Colorado. We're also drawing more from the East Coast uh, because that, they're looking for that kind of an environment. And what we're finding is actually many of their parents, after their students come here, want to move to Texas and be a part of Texas. And so uh, some of them are moving to Waco, some of them are moving to Austin, San Antonio, uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So it's critically important to recruiting students. And, I mean, you think about our national championship in basketball and the national visibility that gave not just Baylor but the Big 12 Conference in the state of Texas. And to have Houston in that final as well, that was huge. You just can't buy that kind of publicity to promote the quality of institution that you are. And when it comes to faculty recruitment, 
Um, and we had a presentation for our Board of Regents at our last meeting that showed how highly correlated high quality academic institutions are with high quality athletic programs. And they play off of each other because those are institutions that are highly resourced. They're institutions that seek to be excellent at everything that they do. And so it is a draw to come to a place where not only are we going to support faculty uh, in a high quality way in terms of the research and the scholarship they're doing that are going to be committed to our students in the classroom, but they get to experience big time athletics. Our faculty love our athletics program and they're not at Baylor exclusively because of that, but it's an important part of our community in Waco and I'll say particularly in uh, more mid-sized regional communities like ours, like Lubbock, like Fort Worth, that is kind of the action in the community. And it's a draw for people. And it is one of the things that we promote a lot as we recruit faculty. And we're, we're recruiting faculty from uh, Oregon State, from UCLA, from Illinois, that want to come to Baylor and, and do their work at a place like this. And if we weren't on this trajectory, both athletically and academically, we would not be able to recruit people like that. Again, more from President Linda Livingstone at the Senate Select Committee on the Future of College Sports in Texas hearing yesterday in Austin. Really, really good information uh, from them. Hope you appreciate hearing from President Livingstone and from Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Wrap up the air, uh, hour. Look ahead to the Matt Mosley Show and Game Time coming up later today. John Morris Show brought to you in part by the Greenup Agency. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, David Greenup, put his experience to work for you. Greenup Agency proudly serves the greater Waco families and businesses. Get smarter about your insurance. Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency. Call 254 8 Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Presented by State Farm Agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Bruner Motors in Stephenville. John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews, weekdays here on the home of the Bears. ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Jen Coe and me. Jen Coe is my credit union. They're always there for me. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Jen Coe. 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Simone Biles closed out her 2020 Olympic Games with a bronze medal on the balance beam as she returned to competition after sitting out. Kevin Durant powered the Americans again Tuesday as they overcame a 10-point deficit to beat Spain 95-81 and advanced to the semifinals of the Olympic men's basketball tournament where they'll play Australia on Thursday. The Big 12 Conference should see a value and television deal cut in half once Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bosley said yesterday at a hearing of Texas lawmakers. Astros start a series in L.A. with the Dodgers tonight, first pitch at 9-10. Don't look now, but the Texas Rangers on the three-game winning streak and will go for four tonight with the Angels, 7-0-5, first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. with this final segment john morris show john morris aaron sexton in the allen samuels studios uh we're going to move out of here top of the hour matt mosley is warming up in the bullpen among the guests uh between three and four today matt will have jj joe on this afternoon and you know that guy don't you? i know that guy very well <laughs> i'm going to tune in at 340 to hear jj joe still so. runs the best statue of liberty play i've ever seen oh in my life. can he, he was, do that he was he was the <laughs> he was the uh he was the goat. Yeah, of yeah, the Statue yeah. Of Liberty play. That's he really right. Was I mean, I'm I'm not exaggerating. He ran it better <laughs> and more effectively than any football player, any yeah. quarterback I've seen in my lifetime. It was, it was a joy to watch. Yeah. When you say that, I can picture it in my mind. Uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw those games. I was there at almost all of them. <laughs> That's pretty cool. JJ, part of our uh, football broadcast crew, and will be again this year. And uh, love that guy. So you can hear from him. Uh, coming up on the Matt Mosley Show at 3.40 this afternoon, Tom Barfield comes in at 4, 4 to 6 with Tom and Ward and Aaron, and game time is 4 to 6 today. So we invite you to just stay tuned right here the remainder of the day, and uh, we'll keep you informed and keep you enter entertained over the course of the afternoon. Rangers uh, back in action tonight. Rangers won again. Now, I heard Tom tell you yesterday that, uh, that they're going to go on a streak here. They may win the West Division. And we got to make said the playoffs. They may not lose another one. Yeah. May not lose again. And Ward Ward disagreed with him vehemently. Well, Ward vehemently Tom disagreed. Tom won Ward zero so far. That's, that's all right. That, that's one game. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, the Rangers have won actually three in a row. Three in now, a row. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. beat the Mariners. I was there Friday and they lost and didn't look very good. But Saturday and Sunday they won in walk-off fashion and then won last night too. So, bit of a bit of a streak. A really good streak for the Rangers. How about that? Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it's it's. I haven't. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I haven't. I and, and I'm a huge Ranger fan. Even yeah. in years that they've been bad, uh, I, I watch and listen, and I still do listen just because. Yeah. I could listen. 
I know it's cliche, but I could listen to Eric Nadell read the phone book. Yeah, you know, exactly. As say, he is so good. And, it, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where he's not going to be doing Rangers games forever. Yeah. And I want to hear as many him call as many Ranger games as I can. Yeah. Because he is the best. He is so great. Uh, in my lifetime, him and Vin Scully, you yep, know, yep. And, and I haven't heard everybody, but as far as the people that have heard, they're, they're just so much better than most of the major league announcers. And I've heard some in other cities and I'm like, oh, they don't have it as good as we yeah, do. You know, yeah, yeah. Eric Nadell is so great. Eric you know? is great. You know, you probably know this, his connection to Waco. Do you know that for Eric I, I Nadell? No. His wife, Jeannie, uh, her maiden name was Matthias. Her dad was Arnold Matthias, who lived here in Waco. A lot of people knew Arnold Matthias. Passed away uh, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. But uh, Eric's uh, in-laws, the Matthiases, were here in Waco. So every once in a while, he'd you know sneak into town. Uh, wasn't sneaking in, but there was no trumpet sounding, you know, when he came to town. But he would be here, and uh, that was always cool to know that he had that tie, that connection with Waco and his wife Jeannie, who's from here. So Eric Nadell is so good, so great. You just listen to it, and you can picture the game. And uh, he is such a great baseball announcer. So the rain. Eric and uh, Matt Hicks and the Rangers back on the air coming up this evening, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock, first pitch coming up tonight. All right, uh, let's mention some birthdays before we get out of here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and, and in mentioning birthdays, uh, I'll include uh, um, anniversaries when I know about those. And I missed a big one yesterday. It was Tom and Dee Dee's uh, anniversary yesterday. So a day late, but happy anniversary to uh, the Barfields from yesterday. Um, birthdays today, uh, let's see, Blake Blackmar's birthday today, former Baylor offensive lineman, happy birthday to, uh, to Blake, uh, Grant Campbell's birthday is today, former Baylor linebacker from California, wore number five when he was here, happy birthday to Grant Campbell, Jasmine Player's uh, birthday is today, former Lady Bear. Um, she was most recently an assistant coach at uh, Kansas, but I think she's moved on from there. I'm not positive, but she was an assistant when uh, Kansas uh, came in this past year. Um, but happy birthday to Jasmine Player, former Lady Bear player and uh, now a uh, college uh, coach. Johnny Thomas's birthday today. Now, this is going back. Those of you listening uh, that have been around a while, Johnny Thomas, a speedster, he was a uh, track and football standout here at Baylor, and he could pick them up and put them down. Happy birthday to uh, Johnny Thomas. And Barry Brown's birthday is today as well. Happy birthday to Barry Brown. Um, I think that's all I have. Hang on. Let me check one of the list and um, make sure I'm not leaving anybody. Oh, I am. I'm glad I checked the other list. Uh, it's Ed Page's birthday today. Ed is uh, retired now, but he was a big HEB mogul here in our region, Central Texas region. So Ed, one of the biggest uh, Iowa State alums and fans that I know. And Ed was great because... Excuse me. He supported Iowa State, you know, from sunup to sundown. Uh, but if it was uh, not an Iowa State game, he was pulling for Baylor because he knew Baylor doing well was good for Central Texas and good for his business, H-E-B. So he was a big, big Baylor fan. 
except when they played Iowa State. And I can appreciate <laughs> right, that. Yeah, right. I can appreciate yeah. that completely. I, I like those kind of fans. Yeah, yeah, I very really nice. Do. So happy birthday to Ed Page. Uh, Mitch Mann's birthday today as well. Mitch was here with us, went to Baylor, uh, worked in athletics, now is back at the Air Force Academy. Any others to add to the list? There are a few today. Mm. Uh, Tony Bennett. 95 oh, yeah. today. Wow. Well, you talk about getting your money's worth. Yeah. That guy's had yeah. some life, hadn't he? That's nice, and, yeah. And from everything I've read, you know, ever heard or read, yeah. just a super, super nice guy. Uh, Martin Sheen turns 81. This one's going to blow you away because it did me. Martha Stewart's birthday is today. Okay. Take a guess how old she is. Oh, my gosh. Is she 60s, mid-60s? 80. Oh, no. Are you serious? I almost fell down. Oh I, I'm, I'm being serious. I looked at that, and I was like, that's got to be a typo. And wow. I double-checked it. It's Martha 80. Stewart turns 80. Golly. I, More power to her. John Lamb. <laughs> that just that just came. I, I have to triple check that. I really did because it's been on two si- birthday That's sites wild. that I went to. Yeah, uh, John Landis, who directed uh, the Blues Brothers and Animal House, mm. he turned seventy one, and. Uh, uh, James Hetfield from Metallica oh, yeah. turns 58. And sports-related, the GOAT, Tom Brady, turns 44 Tom today. Brady yes. today, still going strong. Yep. Very good. Hey, that's a good list. Happy birthday to all those folks. Hey, right now we're going to move out of here, make room for uh, Matt Mosley coming in next. Hope you enjoyed hearing from President Livingstone, Mac Rhodes from the Senate hearing in Austin yesterday. Plenty more on that subject and more, plus J.J. Joe coming up in the next hour with Matt Mosley. Lord willing, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Actually, I won't be here tomorrow. Uh, off for a funeral. The funeral of Wes Wellborn is tomorrow. Um, so I'll be away tomorrow. Matt's going to cover the 2 o'clock hour, but uh, hopefully back with you on Thursday. Right now, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. Brent Warneman joining us right now from the Houston Chronicle. I then sought out Commissioner Greg Sankey, you know, and, and uh, 